48K News. Good afternoon. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. Regina Ips says failings in the government's emergency planning mean it's left new quarantine laws to the last minute. Striking hospital workers vote on extending their action into next week. And an HKU expert says warmer weather may not stop the coronavirus outbreak like it did for SARS. Executive Council member and New People's Party leader Regina Yip has told RTHK that government lawyers are working hard to draft the regulations under which quarantine measures are supposed to be introduced for all travellers from the mainland at midnight. She admitted these should have been done earlier and said the government has failed in its emergency planning. The government officials are working extremely hard, but they should have acted earlier with greater foresight. You know, They should have the whole plan all the necessary legislation in place right at the start. They should have such emergency plans ready, a whole package ready. Actually, even in times where there is no outbreak, the government should have this sort of emergency plans which they could activate quickly whenever there is a need. Striking public hospital workers are voting on whether to extend their walkout, which is due to end today until Wednesday. Their union says more than 8,000 staff have been off work since Monday, and the strike will continue if 6,000 people agree. The workers want a full closure of the SAR's border and better equipment. Hundreds have gathered at Hospital Authority headquarters this morning. The union's vice chairman, Ivan Law, says they're discussing meeting Hospital Authority management again. They will have to provide uh, the concrete plan, facts and numbers uh, rather than just talking about uh, only a direction or a brief discussion. Uh, yeah, so, so this is, uh, uh, they will have to provide a concrete plan on uh, the protective uh, equipment and also the support to the frontline staff. Uh, otherwise, this is uh, not acceptable. A public health expert at the University of Hong Kong says there are signs that the novel coronavirus may not simply go away, like SARS did once warmer weather arrives. Gabriel Leung says it's still unclear whether the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak will be more difficult to handle than the 2003 SARS crisis. What I have in fact seen is that places with very different climates than we have, such as Singapore and Thailand, um, they are enjoying weather that we usually enjoy in the summer, and yet their numbers are higher than ours. So I wouldn't rely uh, as a principal means of combating this particular epidemic on climatic factors. Professor Leung says he will attend an urgent meeting of the World Health Organization in Geneva next week to discuss the new virus. It comes as the WHO says it still doesn't know the source of the new coronavirus, its natural reservoir, and doesn't fully understand how it's transmitted. The Education Secretary, Kevin Young, says it's far from certain that primary and secondary school classes will resume on March the 2nd as scheduled. School head teachers have suggested that class closures could be extended with the summer holidays shortened to compensate. Mr Young said various factors would be considered before any decision is taken, including the availability of safety equipment. There are a number of factors that we have to consider, including the overall situation of the uh, pneumonia, uh, the coronavirus, what's this, the, the latest development and uh, what's the overall situation. On that, we have to uh, listen to the experts' advice uh, on the overall situation. 
We will also consider the preparedness of the school, uh, whether they are ready to uh, start the schools and start the classes. We will also consider the supplies of um, some of the protective gears at schools. Uh, we all know that there seems to be a shortage of certain supplies, of, for example, masks and things. So uh, when we decide whether we, the class could be resumed, that's, of course, one of the factors that we, we have to consider. Supermarkets across the SAR have been jammed again this morning as shoppers continued to heed rumours that daily necessities and food will run out, despite reassurances from the government and suppliers. One woman who joined a long queue at a store in Taiku told RTHK that she thought many people were panic buying, but she had to be there because she was down to her last roll of toilet paper. A domestic helper said she'd never seen a frenzy like this in her 20 years in Hong Kong, even during the 2003 SARS outbreak. The last time we didn't do this, I to ask you up, wake up in the early in the morning that usually we wake up late, but now we wake up early, early to go and queue up because otherwise we don't have things to buy, especially the tissue paper and the rice. Mainland health officials have confirmed the death of Dr. Li Wenliang, who was one of the first to raise concerns about the coronavirus outbreak before contracting the infection himself. He was hailed as a hero after authorities accused him of rumour-mongering. Alex Price has more. There were conflicting reports early this morning, with state media first saying Dr. Lee had died, then saying he was still on life support. It's believed officials had intervened at the hospital and also instructed official media to change their stories. The Wuhan Central Hospital later confirmed his death. Dr. Lee was working as an ophthalmologist in Wuhan when he observed patients with symptoms similar to those of the SARS outbreak in 2002 and 2003. He messaged a warning to several colleagues to take precautions, but four days later, they were summoned to the Public Security Bureau for rumour-mongering. Dr. Lee said he was forced to admit to making false comments that had severely disturbed the social order. Local authorities eventually apologised. Dr. Lee later contracted the disease while treating a patient and was hailed as a hero by Chinese internet users. At least 630 people have now died of the respiratory disease on the mainland, mostly in and around Wuhan, where the outbreak started in December. More than 30,000 people are infected, according to the latest official figures. It's now more than two weeks since the central city was locked down, but infections and deaths there are still climbing rapidly. And this woman in Wuhan told the BBC she doesn't believe the official figures. <laughs> Of course, the figures are not correct. People who died at home are cremated immediately, and those deaths are not being counted in the statistics. And there are also people who die in hospital who have not been tested, so they are not counted either. Democratic Party lawmaker Helena Wong has urged the government to offer more support to 1,800 passengers quarantined on board a cruise ship that stopped at Kai Tak. She says some of those on board lack medication and other essentials. The ship was placed in quarantine because eight mainland passengers on a previous voyage were later diagnosed with the coronavirus. Ms Wong says 17 passengers have con contacted her party for help, including six who have chronic illnesses. They urgently need the replacement of the drugs and medicine that they need to take. Some have high blood pressure, some have other disease, things like that. So I urge the health uh, department to help arrange the delivery of the medicine that they need. 
The Japanese health ministry says that another 41 people have tested positive for the coronavirus on a luxury cruise liner, bringing the total number of cases on board to 61. The Diamond Princess is being held in quarantine in the port of Yokohama, just south of the capital, Tokyo. There are almost 4,000 people on board. Art Basel has called off its annual Hong Kong Fair, the latest major event to fall victim to the coronavirus outbreak. The annual fair drew more than 80,000 people to the convention and exhibition centre in Wan Chai last year. This year's event had been due to take place from March the 19th to 21st. Organisers said they had explored every other possible option before deciding on cancellation due to the rapid spread of the virus. The Art Central Fair has also been called off. In other news, President Trump has confirmed that U.S. forces have killed the leader of al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, Qasim al-Raimi, in Yemen. He gave no details of the operation. The BBC's David Vanford reports. At the end of January, American media quoted U.S. officials as saying they were confident that Qasim al-Raimi, the leader of al-Qaeda on the Arabian Peninsula, had been killed in the al-Baida area of Yemen. His death has been reported, then discounted several times before. For five years, he eluded capture despite several attempts by U.S. special forces. Now, President Trump has issued a statement apparently confirming the killing. He said al-Ramey's death brings America closer to eliminating the threats that al-Qaeda and other groups pose to U.S. national security. The statement on al-Qaeda came hours after President Trump celebrated his acquittal on impeachment charges by lashing out at his critics. He called senior Democrats vicious, mean and horrible and insulted other opponents as scum, sleazebags and dirty people. He claimed the decision by the Republican-controlled Senate not to remove him from office represented his complete vindication. The leader of the Democrats in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, accused Mr Trump of carrying out the largest cover-up since Watergate by blocking witnesses from giving evidence. The president missed a historic opportunity to address the nation. Instead of self-victimizing and self-aggrandizing, instead of being spiteful and vindictive, President Trump could have used his nationally televised speech to show some contrition and unite the nation, as Presidents Nixon and Clinton in each in his own way tried to do. Last year, Botswana lifted a ban on hunting elephants to the dismay of many conservationists. And today, the country will hold its first major auction for trophy hunters, selling licenses to kill 70 elephants. The BBC's Charlotte Gallagher reports. The ban was seen as a conservation success story, but last year it was scrapped by President Masisi, with officials arguing that the animals were eating crops and at times trampling people. On Friday, hunters will take part in the country's first major elephant auction since the moratorium was lifted. The government is selling seven hunting packages, with each one containing licenses to kill ten elephants. Campaigners say trophy hunter groups in the US and Canada have been promoting the sale. Bidders will have to deposit $18,000 in order to take part. In finance news, the Hang Seng Index is at 27,262. That's 231 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $52.8 billion. To currencies, the euro is trading at 1 US dollar and 9 cents. The US dollar is at 109.90 yen. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 4 cents. Time now for sports news. Here's Joanne Wong. 
Real Madrid have crashed out of the Copa del Rey. They were beaten 4-3 at home by Real Sociedad in the quarterfinals, with on-loan Martin Erdgaard scoring against his pairing club. Here's the BBC's Chatham Yunus Joel. Norwegian international Martin Erdegaard, who's on loan from Real Madrid, sat the visitors on the way to victory with the opening goal midway through the first half. Another Scandinavian Swedish striker Alexander Isak then scored twice in quick succession early in the second half to put the Basque side 3-0 up. Marcelo pulled a goal back for Madrid before Mikel Marino re-established Real Sociedad's three-goal cushion. Despite a late flurry from Real Madrid, who scored twice in the last 10 minutes, Sociedad held on to win 4-3 and seal their place in the last four. It was a shock result for Zinedine Zidane's side, who are top of La Liga and have the best defensive record in the top flight. Barcelona have also been eliminated, going down 1-0 at Atlantic Bilbao. And Naki Williams scored a dramatic winner in the 93rd minute. Manchester City winger Raheem Sterling will miss this Sunday's Premier League clash against West Ham and could face a race to be fit for the Champions League showdown with Real Madrid after suffering a hamstring injury. Sterling limped off during the weekend defeat at Tottenham and the club have confirmed that the injury will sideline the England international this weekend. Olympic qualifiers for women's basketball have been taking place this week. A staker places at the summer games in Tokyo, but matches due to have been played in China have been moved because of the coronavirus outbreak and are now being played in Serbia. China won their first qualifier in Belgrade, beating Great Britain 86-76. Here's their captain, Ting Xiao. We work hard, you know, we changed the location. Uh, yeah, we we need, uh, we played in China before, but now we need to play here. But uh, South is changed but we play like our practice and we prepared this game for a long time and we work hard and we trust our team our coach so we win the game we won't play before the china fans but you know some problem but uh, that's okay we have the tv show and we just play hard and show our spirit for china meanwhile the international paralympic committee says it's going about its plans as expected for the august games the IPC president, Andrew Parsons, says the impact of the coronavirus crisis on their preparations has so far been minimal. It's a global situation. It's not only, let's say, related to the world of sport or to Tokyo, but again, we are monitoring and if we need to make any adjustments, we are ready to do so. But uh, it's something that we'll do together with the Japanese authorities, the government uh, and international health authorities. Former world record holder and Olympic gold medalist Roland Schulman has been suspended for doping. The International Swimming Federation says the 39-year-old South African who's training for the 2020 Olympics tested positive in May last year for a prohibited product from the family of hormonal and metabolic modulators. And that's your look at sport. Thanks, Joanne. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Regina Ip says failings in the government's emergency planning mean it's left new quarantine laws to the last minute. Striking hospital workers vote on extending their action into next week. And an HKU expert says warmer weather may not stop the coronavirus outbreak like it did for SARS. The news and sport from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show. I'm Noreen Mayer and I'll be with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon. First of all, many thanks to Mr. Phil Whelan. Mr. Whelan was on the Morning Brew earlier. We've got a big topic for you. If you're stuck at home because of the coronavirus and you are stuck at home for your home office or what have you, and you might want to look into rearranging certain things in your house, this next topic is just for you because we've got Feng Shui Master Patricia Lee joining us once again. And she'll be chatting about the different sectors, well, specifically the nine sectors of your house. And why is that important? Well, you can certainly maybe turn your luck and uh, stay tuned to how to stay lucky uh, in the year of the rat. And if you have any questions, feel free to drop us an email. 